Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. I'm your host, Kenei Corder, National Certified Counselor and the world's number one clinical financial hypnotherapist. Each week, I'll share with you the research I'm uncovering as I chronicle the search for meaning over money. My interviews, tips, and resources will help you determine what you need to get the most out of your practice and your life. Because life is about more than money. It's about meaning. So let's get into today's show. Welcome to the Money and Meaning Show. Hey there, my prosperos. I am so excited that it is April, which is Financial Awareness Month. Well, actually, it's called Financial Literacy Month, but nobody listening to this podcast is actually financially illiterate. I don't think so. And I think I'm right on that. What I believe, we call it financial literacy, which I just don't like that term. And, you know, the the few people in the world who are at our age, financially illiterate, have some really unfortunate circumstances. You know, maybe the country they live in is just poverty stricken or the area they live in is poverty stricken. But for the most part, those of us who have a job, some sort of job or some sort of business, whether it's making you know millions of dollars or not, you have some sort of relationship with money. You are not financially illiterate. You don't know exactly what to do with all of the money, but you're not financially illiterate. So I don't use the term financial literacy because I'm not, it's like, if you thought about it, like reading, it's not that you don't know how to read, you know, it's not that you don't know how to use, earn, grow, protect, gift, and enjoy money. You just have some challenges in some of those areas. One area you might be better in than the other, but for the most part, you have some relationship with that area of the money cycle. And since none of us are completely illiterate in any area of the money cycle, I call it Financial Awareness Month. Because what I find is that the people I talk to are financially intimidated, not financially illiterate. They might be financially overwhelmed. That's a thing. Financially confused. There are a whole lot of different titles we could give this month, but I'm not going to call it Financial Literacy Month. It definitely is financial awareness. And that's why I want to talk to you about how to get your breakthrough to prosperity through financial awareness. Now, a lot of people assume that all we talk about is money at Presidential Lifestyle or in the Prosperity Club or in our Presidential Experience Retreat. And it's really not true. Your breakthrough to prosperity is going to come through financial awareness because You've heard me say it before, money is the number one cause of stress, whether you have it or not, and stress is the cause of many major illnesses. So if you are stressed and money is the number one cause of that, that's the immediate need. That's where you want to focus. And I'll give you that focus. I can go there with you. But then once we do that, once we address what we believe is your money block, then we can go on to other areas of your life, you know, your love life. And I'm, when I say your love, love, I mean all your relationships, not just 
your romantic, your the adventure and excitement in your life. And I mean, really getting clear on what that is. Because, you know, jumping out of a plane seems cool. But if that's not cool to you, then don't put that on your bucket list. Like, don't just do it because people are doing it. I had to really get clear with myself because I seem like the type of person that probably would jump out of a plane. But it's just not fun for me. And I remember being um, on a retreat once and the women wanted to climb a mountain. And this climbing a mountain was like sort of like this way to show you how you can push through things in life. And I don't need to climb a mountain in order to show myself how to push through obstacles in life because I have gone over so many obstacles already, you know, as a, as a black female, there are some obstacles in my way, just innately in my life, just because of what nationality and gender I was born. Putting a mountain in my life, I already have some mountains in my life. I'll just climb those. So that, but everybody at the retreat wanted to do it and I did it just to be part of the retreat. But I was honest with myself. That's not something I need in my life. So it's not something that I would add into my life later, climbing and hiking. Just not fun for me. I'll do them, but they're not, they're not what I would consider adventure. So, but going to India for a spiritual retreat, wow, like that is adventure for me. You know, playing with my grandson, that is adventure. That's excitement. That is fun for me. You know, even if we're just like painting or we like to go, he likes to go on Instagram and I don't have Snapchat. If he, if I did, we would go on Snapchat, but and just make up characters with all the filters. And we do that and we have a good time doing that. And we can do that for like a good hour before we bore ourselves. And then we also do this thing where we make instruments out of just like anything. And I mean, like I can make an instrument out of my hair. I know. So I'm so off topic right now, but I want you to understand that part of this conversation that we're going to have this month is financial awareness, but it's going to be your awareness, not what other people are doing. And that's important because what about the fact that society has, like society told you you were financially illiterate and you're not, and you kind of sort of maybe believe that. And so you're kind of down on yourself about your finances. Society also told you that that there's, if you're not a millionaire, then you're not doing something right with your finances. And it's just not true. See, there's so many financial myths and misconceptions and make-believe out there. And some of that I want to divulge during this session, this little mini session together. But I also want it to be, as I divulge those myths, those misconceptions, and also that make-believe, I want it to be a time where you can self-reflect and say, okay, let me put some more attention towards my finances. And sure, we'll put more attention towards health sometimes and adventure and love and even your legacy. But today in this particular episode and this month, we're going to put some energy towards your finances, some financial awareness. All right. So you're with me? Now, probably if you've been listening for a while, you've probably thought of this sentence or this answer to this question, I should say. And that is, what is prosperity to you? What does the word prosperity mean to you? And if you haven't, go ahead and think about it. 
Now, you've probably heard me say, I need generosity. Like, generosity is part of my idea of prosperity. Creativity, kind of like what I said, what, what I do with my grandson. We get creative. We make characters. What else? Autonomy. Heck, do, do not forget autonomy. That's a super important part of my idea of prosperity. Excellent health. You know, being in a healthy relationship, all of my relationships being healthy. This is my idea of prosperity. So I find that prosperity means different things to different people. And you have a different formula, like how much wealth and how much health and how much love and legacy and all of that is going to depend on your own formula. We call it your you formula. And it's the formula that makes up you and your idea of prosperity. And what we want to do at Presidential Lifestyle is make sure that you're really truly living up to that you formula, to that idea of prosperity, to the formula that makes up you rather than being programmed by society. So let's specifically talk about that when it comes as it relates to money, because everybody has a dollar amount. You have an amount that you think is prosperous. So go ahead, think about it right now. What is your amount? Okay, now I want you to double that. Mm -hmm. And what did that feel like? So you had an amount, and let's just say that amount was $250,000. you are like, at $250,000, I'd be fine if I could just finally get to $250,000. And then you're like, double it, and it's like $500,000. you are like, whoa. Or maybe you say, you know what? Yeah, five hundred dollars is what I need. And for some of you listening, you know, I, was, I know some of you already run multi-million dollar businesses. I know that doesn't mean that that's what comes into your own bank account. So I want you to get really clear on that because sometimes that's what has you down is that your company is making $10 million a year, but you are making 500000 And so you're out in the world saying, oh, we're a, I'm worth, you know, $10 million. But then that 500000 is not $10 million. It is a far cry from 10 million. And so there's some dissonance there. There's, you know, that you're looking at your life and you're like, why well, don't I have this $10 million life? Because you had other bills to pay in that company. And society has you, this is the make-believe stuff. Society has you talking about how much you make in your business as if that means something. They tell you, oh, Elon Musk is worth this much and Jay-Z is worth that much and so-and-so is worth this much. But that doesn't necessarily mean that's the amount that goes into that person's bank account. That is the amount that their company created. And uh, I'd like to point that out because even, even with people who have jobs, sometimes you get that offer letter. The offer letter says they're going to pay you 200000 and then you forget that there's like 401k that needs to come out and insurance that needs to come out and taxes that need to come out. And so what you actually get in your check is much less than that, probably about 30, 40% less than the offer letter. So if you're living like you make 200000 then you probably feel broke. And you probably have some pain and suffering associated with money because you are financially confused. And if you are running away from the bills, if you're like, I don't want to look at it, you are probably financially intimidated. And if you are looking at all the bills and they're piling up and piling up and you're like, how are we going to pay this and that? And you're borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and you're putting things on credit cards and you're trying to keep up with your friends who do make $10 million, even though you only make 500000 and not being honest with yourself, then you're probably financially overwhelmed. You see, you're not financially illiterate. You just need some financial awareness so that you can see, am I intimidated by money? 
you know, am I overwhelmed by this money? Like I have good money coming in. How many of you have good money coming in? Like your money is coming in, but you still feel broke. Some of that is what your life is set to. Your life is set to feel broke. So no matter how much money you make, you're always going to make sure you spend it so that you can feel broke. Holding onto it is how you don't feel broke. It's really that simple. It's not what you make, it's what you keep kind of thing. Yeah, make the 500000 but live like you make 250000 That's why I said, whatever number you're thinking, double it. So if you want to spend $10 million a year, then you need to be bringing in twenty, because that is what is going to help you not feel broke. Now, I'm not saying that's the exact number, like you've got to double it. Even if you make 10, even if you left 10% of the money in your accounts, whatever accounts those are, then you would have some relief because that's what we're all looking for. Some financial relief, some financial peace, harmony, but most importantly, financial confidence. You want to feel confident whether you make the same amount as the person you're talking to more or less, you still just want to feel confident about your finances because let me tell you, I work with millionaires. I haven't worked with billionaires yet, but I work with millionaires a lot. There are hundreds, they make hundreds of millions. And if I was, what's the word I want to use? If I was intimidated, I guess that's the word. If I was intimidated by them, I couldn't help them. But yeah, many of, all the way back since I was a financial advisor, and really even before that, like even when I was in the hair business, Many of my clients made more than me. That I don't compare myself to them. I am doing, am I, if I'm in a, a certain profession, there's going to be a cap on how much I can make in that industry, right? If you're a teacher and you're at the top of your game and you're doing your most and best, and maybe you even have a side business, and but eventually you're going to cap off than if you were in commercial real estate. If you're in commercial real estate, the the revenue you can bring in is just ridiculous. It's so much more than what a teacher can bring in. And so if you decided you wanted to become a teacher, even start your own school, there's still a cap on the amount of money that is going to come in in that industry. Doesn't mean there's a cap for you. Money is infinite. So you can shift. You can you can have meaning in that area, build your school. You can build a whole team to run that school. And then you can switch over to commercial real estate and start selling buildings to people who want to start schools. You see what I'm saying? So I'm not saying there's a limit for you. I'm just saying if you are in a particular industry, just know that there's a certain amount that that industry is going to make. So you're, you'll be needing to compare apples to apples, like, have I done my best? And really all you're comparing is yourself to yourself. Have I done my best? That's what you want to say. Have I done my best financially? Because it's not about being a billionaire because financially healthy doesn't mean you're a billionaire. Financially healthy or prosperity means that you have reconciled your emotions around money. So we have a program at Presidential Lifestyle. We call it the Breakthrough to Prosperity Framework. And our framework, we designed it to help get the most out of life. Presidential Lifestyle, we have a framework. And that framework is 
to allow you to get the most out of life. So the Breakthrough to Prosperity framework is really designed to help you go deep in each area of what we call the prosperity pillars, the health, wealth, adventure, love, and legacy. And if you can go deep in each area, then you can get the most out of your life. And so when you go deep in that wealth area, this is when you find that awareness that will help you reduce the amount of intimidation. It takes time and repetition. So time and repetition is going to get you to the place where you're no longer intimidated by people who make more money than you, where you're no longer comparing yourself, where you're not no longer intimidated by the idea of you making that amount of money. Because if you said you needed to make $3 million in your business in order to feel prosperous, and then I told you to double that to $6 million, then you're like, ooh, six million, how does that feel, right? But you might as well, if you're going to do six million, you might as well go ahead and do 10. Because based on the people that I've worked with, it's pretty stressful to be like in that five or six million dollar range. You should go ahead and push yourself to 10 million. I can talk about that later. But the difference between a three million dollar company and a five or six million dollar company is not big enough to take off the stress. You're going to need to go from 3 million to 10 million. I know that's a big jump, but based on the people that I've worked with, I've seen a lot of stress in that, I would say like five before you get to 10, that five to 9 million. And same is true when it comes to like the multi hundred thousands. So when you get to about 600,000, there is a certain amount of stress that you should just go ahead and push yourself to that million because you'll be overwhelmed. And if you push yourself to the million, then you can hire and spend money and also save money. It's like you can then have some left over so you're not feeling as financially overwhelmed. And you can hire people in areas that you need that will help you get to that next level. So we can talk about that more in depth when you go into one-on-one, but just understand that's one thing that I noticed. Let's go a little deeper. Yeah, let's dig deeper. So the Breakthrough Prosperity Framework, it's a mission-driven entrepreneur's guide to true wealth without burnout, guilt, or greed. So you remember that I said that we're going to talk about this misconceptions, these myths, and this make-believe that is society's version of prosperity. Well, I noticed that some of those misconceptions, myths that make believe create burnout for us. It creates this feeling of guilt. It creates greed. We're all running after something that doesn't exist and ignoring what does exist. All right, that was going to get us a little too woo-woo, so I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. But what I will say is there's these negative messages, these maladaptive messages, these stories that have been told that we tell ourselves, like it's told to us. And then we tell ourselves over and over and over again. And some of that is like the whole like work hard for the money, right? How many times has you heard you've got to work hard? You got to work hard. You got to work hard. How many times have you heard that? This shit isn't true. 
I'm sorry. Oh, do you have any kids listening? I'm so sorry. I just had to say it like that. It's not true. It's just not true. How many hard working broke people do you know? Hard work has nothing to do with it. You'll need to work diligently. You'll need to work well. You'll need to work smart. You'll re- need to work effectively, but you do not need to work hard. And let me tell you, I have discovered this. I've been doing this research and the people who I've interviewed, but also in my own life, the days that I'm working the, the hardest, the months and the, the weeks that I'm working the hardest, I feel the least prosperous. And there's so many days when I'm, or weeks that I'm doing the least and so much prosperity comes out of those weeks. I've seen it happen again and again and again. On the days that I do my self-care, the next time that I go to work, I am so much more productive. I close deals easier. I'm attracting because I'm not pushing that stuff away with my scarcity mindset. Mm -hmm. So it's not about hard work. But there's all these messages, there's songs, you know, she works hard for the money and you, you, you've you gone to probably conferences when they've told you, you've got to work hard, 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 hard. Everybody gets on that stage and they say the reason, the way they got there was to work hard. Well, I guarantee you they were working hard when they didn't know what to do. Before they learned what to do, they were working hard. So they're passing down that to you, even though they're supposed to be teaching you how to work smarter or more effectively or more diligently or wiser. So I'm going to take your program and I still have to work hard. No, that's some BS. I don't want that. I don't want that program. Give me the program where I can take what the hard work you did since I'm paying you $20,000 for this program or however much you're paying. Then I want to work. I don't want to work as hard. The whole reason I'm going to your program is so I don't have to work hard. So stop listening to people who tell you it's about hard work because it is not. My grandfather had two full-time jobs until he retired. He worked hard, but I didn't really see the idea of prosperity on him. And he did take a month off. He took a month off every summer to hang out with his grandkids. My grandmother, they both took a month off, but I watched them work so hard that that was what I remembered. I didn't really remember the month off. It took me really digging deep and and dissecting and unpacking their life to say, well, they did take a month off. But what they instilled in me, the messages they told me was to work hard. And that's what I saw. So I became a workaholic until I learned that this isn't serving me. And yeah, sometimes I feel prosperous, but a lot of times I don't. I feel like if I stop, then the money will stop. And that wasn't the life I wanted. Hey there, I know you want to become a prosperity pro. And one of the ways to do that is to take our bunny mentality quiz. Now at Presidential Lifestyle, we call your money personality, your money mentality. And we've learned that your money mentality is your money reality, whether you deserve it or not. Now in my years of clinical practice, I found there are seven money mentality types. Do you know your money mentality? Well, you should because Not knowing it could be holding you back from getting to your next level financially. Maybe you're a spender or saver, or you could be an enthusiast or a hero. Now, I know you may not have heard of the last two, but if you take the quiz, you'll find out your money mentality. It's easy, fun, and only takes three minutes because you already know all the answers. Take the money mentality quiz. 
It'll help you name your money personality so you can tame your thoughts, feelings, and actions around money. So go ahead, take the quiz. The link is in the show notes and you might even want to share it with a friend. another message and that was it's better to give than to receive. So the hard work message drove me to burnout. And then the it's better to give than to receive kind of drove me to guilt. Have you fe- ever felt guilty about money? So maybe you feel guilty because you have more money than others. Maybe you feel guilty because you feel like you should have more. You could help more people if you did. Maybe you feel guilty about your prices, but that's not fair. It's not fair for you to have to feel guilty. You are so good at what you do and you're getting better. Think about it. You're much better at it this year than you were last year or the year before. Uh Uh-huh. And you've learned so much and you have this expertise. You're getting there. Sometimes people take the money mentality quiz and they are a president. Now, it's two reasons. Sometimes it's because they answer the questions ideally, like the way they're going to be in the future. But sometimes you get the president because you're on your way to becoming a president. You've got the knowledge. You've got all the things inside of you. And now you just have to practice it more. That time and repetition will get you to feel more like a president because we toggle our money mentality toggles. And if you're saying, what is a money mentality? Here, let me help you out. <laughs> All right. So now that you know your, well, you don't know your money mentality, but now that you know you can find out your money mentality or your money personality, I say, go ahead and take the quiz. And the reason why you should take the quiz is because your burnout because of your money mentality. You feel guilty because of your money mentality or your money personality. These There's these messages you were hearing. Another message you might've heard is that we can't afford it. Now, I remember when I was a kid, my mom would say something different than that, but it kind of meant the same thing. She would say something like, you know, we could get that when I close this next thing, you know, or when I get my next bonus, kind of like that, right? So, there's a part of me that knew that money was coming. So there was a part of me that was healthy to say, oh, it's not, no, it's not that we can't afford it. We can afford it, but soon later. And so money, it was all this like future money. We were focused on the future money, the money that was coming, not the money that was there. And remember before I did this work, I focused a lot on the future money, the future, the money that was coming. And that kind of drove my burnout a little bit. Too, and that drove my financial overwhelm and confusion because I wasn't focused on the present. I was focused on the future money. Can you identify? Is anybody out there feel me on that? Okay, good. There's also this idea that money is rare, right? It's out there somewhere. It's for, you know, hopefully it comes to me. It's just rare and that you have like zero control over it unless you work hard, which is not the truth. And that money doesn't come easily. It's difficult to get money. It's hard. It is, you know, elusive and mystical. And it's just not true. But because of these programs, that's what we believe. And then there's this idea that if it comes easy to me, 
then like if if the thing that I'm doing for you comes easy to me, then I should just give it away to you for free or I shouldn't charge much for it. No, no, no. Because if it's a, if it comes easy to me, then it is a gift and I'm not giving my gift away for free. And then we, what we value, like we value entertainment. We'll pay the entertainers millions of dollars to entertain us playing basketball or singing or dancing or whatever it is that they do. But then our educators, we don't want to pay them, which that should be a a very well-paid job. And so if you have to go into a system that already exists where they decide how much you get paid, then it might behoove you to create your own system. But they're scary because society tells us that we have to follow the rules. Like this system is already created. Who are you to go and recreate a system that has already been created? Now, it is going to take you some time to break through some of that old programming of your own, yours and the people who you'd be selling this idea to. But keep in mind that if you have this adverse reaction to the system, then you're not alone. You might be alone in mentioning it, mentioning it. You might be alone in wanting to do something about it. You might be alone in getting loud about the discomfort that it's causing, but you're not alone. Other people are feeling it too. They just don't know what to do. So that becomes your problem. So you know how in another episode, I'm not going to even remember which one it was, but I'll find it for you. But you remember I talked about your problem, your purpose, and your person. So the person is that kid who's not getting taught the way that they can actually learn. And the problem is that they they are in a system that doesn't really care how they learn. They are in a system that is focused on teaching them in exact exact way that doesn't even include teaching them about money, you know, or life. Or even health, for that matter. I mean, they teach them about health, but it's more like biology. Here's where all the body parts are. But they don't teach them about their immune system and how to keep themselves healthy. All of the things that really, truly matter, they don't teach in school. Now, I'm not saying math doesn't matter. It does. Reading. But after a while, after like eighth grade, the other stuff is really to get you to go have a job. It is not really teaching you to get the most out of life. And that is what we teach at Presidential Lifestyle. Whatever you didn't learn in school, you still got to go to school. There are some valuable lessons there, but there are some valuable lessons here. And this is what this is what I'm sharing with you because financial awareness is more than just money, the dollar signs. It's not just the dollar amounts and the dollar signs. It's more to it than that. Yes, you have to earn, but it's more to it than earning. There's growing, there's protecting, there's gifting, there's enjoying your money. Yes. And we're going to talk all about those this month. Today, I just wanted to bring some awareness to divulge some of the myths, to talk about some of these negative messages, these maladaptive ideas that were passed down to us. You know, this whole idea that they're the have and the have nots and that there's such a competition. Because some of us are financially overwhelmed because we're competing. And then this kind of goes into the greed. And the greed is there and the greed is pumped into us. And this is that capitalistic idea, not, not the conscious capitalist, but just the straight up capitalist, where it's just about money, 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 money. 
And it's not about meaning and it's not about prosperity, health and well-being and all of that, where stress is inherent in greed. Stress is inherent in greed. If you're going to be greedy, you're going to be stressed out. Those two go together because you're going to be backstabbing other people, stepping on other people's toes, treating people poorly. You're going to be thinking about them more than you're thinking about yourself. You go to sleep at night thinking how you can beat the other person. That is a sad life. What about you? How can you win? Period. Dot. How can you win? What do you need in your life so you can win? Not beat somebody else. Time with your family, that will help you win. But you can't spend time with your family if you're so busy trying to hurt the other person or overshine the other person. I watched this show on the History Channel, Men That Built America, I think it's called. And then there's Food That Built America. And, And when you listen to these stories, one of the, the underlying themes that happen over and over and over again is that I want to crush the competition, right? They want, they're competing with each other. They're trying to keep each other out of a certain industry or monopolize a certain industry. So everybody has to pay them and they control. That is the word that they're looking for. They're looking for so much control because they think control gives them power. But first of all, control is an illusion. And you putting that thing in place so everybody has to come to you does not make them love you anymore, but that's what you need. You do need love, but you think by having power and control, you're going to get love and respect and you're not. And that's going to make you feel sad and lonely. And at some point you're going to have some midlife crisis where you're going to decide I should be a nicer person and I should stop being so greedy. That's what I noticed happened to all of those men who built America, whether it was Rockefeller or Carnegie or JP Morgan, like all the guys that you you can think of, the Vanderbilts, they all eventually started to give away, try to make amends, try to overcome all of the greed and bad things that they had done in life. Because it's just not prosperous. And eventually your soul, your spirit, your your inner self is going to long for something more meaningful than just money. Yeah, because it's not a competition. It's not about take, 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 take. And it's not about if I have it, I got to get it from you. No, it's enough out there for all of us. Because there are these programs running, you know, money is the root of all evil or the love of money is the root of all evil. You can love money and not be evil. There's no nothing that says you don't you can't love money. That there's a reason not to love money. Except for that maladaptive message out there. And it's just not true. You can love money just like you can love air and you can love water and you can love wood, trees. I don't know. I can go on and on with this, but you get it. It's just another thing. Money is energy and you can love it. That's what I'd say about that. I just totally, like I I wanted to go down. I just totally thought of something that I was like, no, don't go there. Because if you do, you're going to take this in a whole different direction. So don't stay on track. And so some of you know what I'm talking about. Like you're in the middle of a conversation. I I have a virtual mentor who just recently became a, a live mentor. A real, Like we actually know each other now. And I noticed that he changes the subject really quickly. He'll ask you a question before you can even finish answering that question. He'll ask you another question. And so then you have to change direction and go a different direction. That's some of you do this. You know, my friend, Shalene Johnson, we, we talk about this all the time. This looks kind of like, you know, 
short attention span where you're already off to the next thing before you finish the thing you were just doing. And so that's what I was about to do, but I'm not, I'm not going to do it, even though I kind of just did it by explaining what I was going to do, but you get it. I know. I know. Right. I'm so glad you understand me though. I'm so glad you feel me that you accept me for me. I am so lucky. Thank you. So let's continue. (laughs) Sometimes it's all about money because we don't like ourselves. Do you know some millionaires yourself who don't like themselves? I know quite a few actually. And that's what happened when they came to work with me. They didn't like themselves. They probably didn't even really know themselves. Let's go with that first. And then once they kind of started looking at themselves, they were like, oh, I don't really like myself, which is probably what happened with Carnegie and with Rockefeller. You know, Carnegie put, and you know it as Carnegie, but let's pronounce his name correctly because I'm all about pronouncing the names correctly. But, the you know, the Carnegie, the universities and the, the libraries, I, I heard that there were 2,500 libraries that Carnegie or Carnegie put in place before his death, 2,500. He was really trying to make amends, but he was really trying to love himself again. That's why he did those things because he had looked back at his life and he's like, wow. At one point he had his workers working seven days a week and all of these long hours and it just wasn't healthy what he was asking them to do. And the conditions were poor. So the safety conditions weren't in place. So people were dying all on his watch because of him trying to be greedy. And eventually he saw that and he didn't like himself. Now, I'm not saying they're a million, you're the millionaire doing that. You can still not like yourself and not be doing that severe of you know hurt and suffering in the world, but you are suffering. And my job, my work, the reason my mission is to alleviate human suffering associated with money. So that means I'm alleviating burnout. I'm alleviating guilt. I'm alleviating greed. Yeah, because those are things that are associated with pain and suffering associated with money. It's important to find the meaning. Find, get to know yourself. Part of the reason we say take the money mentality quiz is so that you can get to know yourself. It's important that you do. Money makes you more of who you are. So if you get money today and you are, let's say, an enthusiast, and for those of you who took the money mentality quiz, you know what that is, but you're an enthusiast, then you just become more of an enthusiast when millions and millions and millions more dollars come into your life. If you're a hero, like I was before I started doing this work, then you just become more of a hero. No matter how much money you get, you end up doing the same thing, which is burning yourself out, not setting boundaries, doing things for other people before you do anything for you, not taking breaks, not having adventures, not enjoying your money as much as you could, not protecting your money as much as you could. Sure, you probably do a good job at earning or growing it, but you're not protecting it and you're not enjoying it. And you must do an awesome job at gifting. If you're if you're a hero, you're doing an awesome job at gifting. But that is not the complete money cycle. You can't just go from earning it to gifting it and you didn't protect it or grow it. And you've got to enjoy it because why? Why do it if you're not going to enjoy it? Yeah, they say money makes the world go round. 
Do you believe that? I definitely believe that it's a part of the cycle of life. But I believe there's so much more. But if you haven't addressed your idea of prosperity and and gotten really clear on it, if you haven't figured out who you are, like really identified who you are, who you are right now in this particular moment, like Carnegie did, he really got real with himself, I imagine. If you haven't figured out where you want to be, like how do you want to show up in the world? If you haven't figured that out, stop and think. Now you can do that with us in the Prosperity Club, or you could do that with another group. There are other groups out there. Prosperity Club is not the only group. We are the only ones who do what we do, specialize in bringing together your wealth goals, your health goals, your adventure, your love, your legacy. I bring all of that together and I focus on the money because I know money is the number one cause of stress. So if money has been causing you any pain and suffering, then today, April, this month, I say, let's get real. Let's dig deep. I'm going to talk about some investing strategies. One I call 4321. I'm going to talk about that. And the reason why I'm going to talk about that is because I think each money mentality is going to want to do it slightly different. So if you haven't taken the money mentality quiz and you're going to listen to the rest of these episodes, I'd say take it because I'm going to be calling on each money mentality. So you'll know where you are by the name that I call it, because if you can name it, you can tame it. Yeah. So this kind of wraps up our episode for today. I actually went longer than I wanted to go. I wanted to make this a 30 minute episode, but I find that it was just a lot of information that I needed to give you. And here on this podcast, I give you a lot of information and I do, I do this free. I feel like information is free. A lot of what we talk about, I have to talk about it for free to even get you to go deeper because education and expertise that has a fee associated with it, but you don't want education until you get information. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're not going to want the education until you get the information. Here's the information that says, oh, I need to go deeper. I need to learn more about myself. I need to learn more about how I want to show up in the world. I need to learn more about taming my brain, but you're not going to want to learn to tame your brain if you don't even know that having a brain that's not tamed is blocking you from getting to your idea of prosperity. So that's why I do this podcast, because I feel like giving you this free information is helping you along the way to decide if you want to make some shifts in your life. And especially for those of you who want to make big shift in a short amount of time, you can do that with me in the presidential experience. And you can do that with me in the prosperity club. So whether you like working in a group or you like working one-on-one with me, that is all possible. I love one-on-one. I know most of the coaches out there are like, no, one-to-many is the way to go. Yeah, one-to-many is a is an option. But one-on-one, the biggest, biggest breakthroughs happen one-on-one. I don't care what anybody says. 
the absolute biggest breakthroughs are going to happen one-on-one. If you want to argue with me on that, let's do it. Let's go have a debate on this. But I know this for sure, especially when it comes to hypnotherapy. Hypnotherapy is so much more effective when you do a one-on-one. Now you can have huge breakthroughs in a group. So just imagine if you can have that big of a breakthrough in a group, just imagine what the breakthrough would be if I was pouring into you specifically, you with your words and your specific situation. Just think, you have breakthroughs sometimes listening to this podcast or being part of the path to prosperity that we do. Now, I've stopped doing Embracing Wealth Masterclass. That's over if you didn't get a chance to experience it. I'm sorry. That's why you got to jump on because these things, they come and go. You don't want to miss them. But that probably wasn't for you. So if you didn't do it, if you weren't compelled to do it, it wasn't for you. But this path to prosperity, if you feel like that is, I'm not going to do it all the time. I'm just going to pop up and do it. So you want to be on the list. You want to know when it's happening. I usually put a link in the show notes when it's happening. So click on it and join me and you'll get that sample financial hypnotherapy session because I think it's important for you to try it out, see if it's for you and and see what it is. You might be curious. So whenever I'm doing another Path to Prosperity pop-up hypnotherapy session, I say, join me. I want you to dig deep into all the free stuff I do. No matter where I post it, follow me on all the things, Instagram, LinkedIn, here, follow me on the podcast. If you're not already subscribed, subscribe. Just really digest, ingest, like take in all the free stuff that I do. That's why I create it for you to receive it. So please take it. And then when you're ready for education, when you're ready for my expertise, when you're ready to have more access to me, then go deeper. Whenever you're ready, I am here. Awesome. All right. So that is our episode for today. I just really wanted to pour that into you and keep you aware of your finances. Because like you've heard me say a million times, my mission in life is to alleviate human suffering associated with money. And if I can do that for you, I've reached my money mission. And I wonder what your money mission is. That's the last tidbit drop tip I'm going to give to you today, the little golden nugget. What is your money mission? What is it that you can do to make money and make a difference? Just notice, just become aware of it. You don't have to do anything just yet. Just become aware. And I'm going to leave you to it, my prosperity pro. So listen to this episode again. It probably was some gems in there that you might need to get again. I so appreciate you. I really, really do. So I will see you next week. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my prosperity pro. You really are a prosperity pro. So keep doing what you're doing listening to podcasts like this one and all the others and shift your life. Forget your mindset. It's just not enough to shift your mindset. Create the life set. What is your life set to? Is it set to prosperity or is it set to scarcity? Then let's shift that. And I'll see you next week. Have an awesome week, my prosperity pro. Thanks for listening all the way to the end, my Prosperity Pro. I want to stay connected with you. Here are four ways. 
Pick the one that works best for you if you want to stay connected with me. One, if you have any questions, I'd love to answer them. Send them to podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. I'd love it if you would make a one or two minute audio message and attach it to an email. That'd be the easiest way for me to get it. Ask me anything about creating a life of meaning over money and I'll get you an answer. Remember the email address is podcast at presidentiallifestyle.com. Two, subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends because you guys might want to have a discussion about it, especially if they're a CEO who wants to shift from the old American dream to a life of meaning. Three, we try not to have any sponsors on this show unless they are truly in line with our values. I mean, really a good fit. So that means we fund this podcast ourselves. I'd like you to take a look at our resource page to see if there's any products or services that we recommend that are right for you. If not, no worries, maybe later. If so, please use our affiliate link to purchase. Thank you in advance for doing that. You are such an amazing person. Okay, four and last. If you want to know what's happening over here at Presidential Lifestyle and you want us to email you the update, then go to presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. And you'll see the current updated blog for the week, but you'll also see a link to subscribe to that blog. We can email it to you if you like. That's presidentiallifestyle.com slash blog slash now. Don't worry. You don't have to remember that link or any links. They're all in the show notes. Oh, and I forgot to say, if you're enjoying this podcast, go ahead and leave us a review and tell us how much you're enjoying it. And now for the legalese. This podcast is not to replace professional counsel. The best advice is from a professional who knows you and your specific situation. The topics discussed in this podcast are general in nature and for informational or entertainment purposes only. We encourage you to meet with a professional that you can discuss your specific situation with. Whether you choose us or someone else, one-on-one counsel is important, whether it's a financial, therapeutic, legal, or other decision. So that's all for now. I'll see you next episode. And remember, you can have wealth in all of its forms. Believe it, and you'll soon see it.